Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm delighted to have my wife, Beth, back with us. Hi, everyone. Not just on this podcast, but back in life again. (laughs) She was knocked out with that nasty flu you've probably been hearing about in the national media. Uh, She was completely knocked out for the count for about a good week, and um, I had to shoulder all the responsibilities at home, which made me really appreciate all that you do much more. Yes, so. you were Mr. Mom. It was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Well, thanks thanks for being back. And, and this episode, we are going to be talking about something that uh, kind of we both came to independently, something that we were sensing in prayer and uh, just in life events that we needed to work on a little more in our own lives. And that's the theme of silence, how to build in more silence. And, and what, what an important theme for this Lenten season. Uh, you think about the first Sunday of Lent, we have those readings of Jesus going into the desert for 40 days of prayer and fasting. So he's going out alone in silence to be with his heavenly father in prayer. Uh, I was moved just even before Lent, uh, as we've been reading through the gospel of Mark in this liturgical year, uh, just how many times Mark's gospel presents Jesus going off alone, going to a lonely place. He'd serve the crowd, serve the poor, and then he would just go off by himself. And then the crowds would come find him, and then he'd go off after he served them and, and find time for prayer again. Uh, I think about the readings just uh, this last Sunday of the Transfiguration, where Jesus goes up a high mountain. He takes only three of the 12 apostles. And what does the Heavenly Father's voice say as the cloud comes down? He says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So for me, it's just been from pretty much the beginning of the new year, January, all the way through. Lent here, this theme of needing more time for silence, needing time for quiet space in my life to uh, to, to listen to him more. Because uh, when there's so much noise and distraction, it's hard uh, to, to take that time to really listen, to be like Mary who kept and pondered all these things in her heart. So that was something that was, that was moving me in, in my prayer life. And then uh, honey, I know you uh, kind of came to this in a quite different, uh, a different manner, maybe not through the sacred text of scripture, but a, <laughs> a lower S sacred text in our household. Uh, maybe you could tell right. the listeners about that. Yeah, it was probably about, I don't know, two months ago or so, and I was just going about my daily life, and all of a sudden, a line from a children's board book called The Very Quiet Cricket by um, Eric Carl, who also did The Very Hungry Caterpillar. You might be familiar with that one. Anyway... So the cricket, the story, he goes through this whole thing. He can't talk, so he's very quiet. But there's this one line towards the end where it says, and the cricket enjoyed the stillness. And that line just popped into my head. I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit. And I kind of transposed it to, and the mommy enjoyed the stillness. (laughs) So that little line kind of was the catapult to looking to see where I could find more stillness in my life and silence and... Yeah, it's been very rich, very so blessed. A, a mommy enjoying the stillness, that's, that sounds almost like an oxymoron, like it's almost impossible yeah, right. in our mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. Uh, I experienced that as I had to shoulder things while you were down. Uh, there's very little time for stillness to be enjoyed and, and quiet mm-hmm. and silence. Uh, in fact, when things are quiet, that that makes you nervous sometimes, doesn't right. it? Right. <laughs> I wonder what Kiara is up to, three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, when the kids are quiet, it's like, uh-oh, something, something mischievous is right, happening. Right, right. But uh, let, let's think about this. Why Why is this 
It's so important to build in silence in our lives. Why can't we just, you know, just take in, if, if it's good stuff, you know, just take in a lot of good Catholic TV, Catholic videos, Catholic radio, Catholic podcasts, why, you know, Catholic content. Why, why don't we just keep filling our stuff up at every step we have, a moment we have a break in our lives? Why do we need silence? Uh, so I look at it as silence. Okay, so let's think about our digestive process here. Bear with me, people. Um, so you take in your food, you have your digestive process, work it out, break it down, incorporate in, into you, and then it goes away. So the, the silence, the time for stillness is really you take in the truth, you take in the idea, you take in the concept, and you make it your own. You apply it to your life. You think about maybe your friends and families, how it could apply to them. You just kind of wrestle with it, but you also have that time to reflect on it in the light of God's presence, where he can all of a sudden start connecting dots for you. Isn't it true? If you had that experience where you listen to a great talk at a conference, uh, or maybe you listen to a, great, a powerful point from a homily, or maybe there's something listening to in, in Catholic media, and, and you're, you're stirred and it, it inspires you, and you remember, wow, I remember that priest or that speaker or, the, or that radio host, you're really making a great point. But then if you had to actually explain it to someone else, what, what, what was that <laughs> I have point? no idea what he said, but it was really great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, we've and, all done that. And, and what, what's going on there? What's happening? You know, I think what's happening is we, we hear something, we're inspired by it, but we don't take time to contemplate it, to let it sink into our soul, to let it take roots. Um, a friend of mine, I was just talking with uh, one of my colleagues at the Augustine Institute, Dr. Chris Bloom. Uh, and I was working on the last edits on my new book, uh, the Into His Likeness book on discipleship. And I have a chapter in there about this point, about how do we form our minds. And I talk all about how important it is to fill our minds with good Catholic things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. But we also need time to let those truths sink in, let them shape us, let them really transform our souls. And he, he made a beautiful point. He said, you know, Ted, important truths Not trivial things, you know, but important truths, the important truths of our faith. They are like seeds. They need to take time and and, and to grow. They need to take roots. And and I think that's what happens with many good Catholics. We just fill our minds. We constantly have stuff going on. But do we allow those seeds of truth, the space to, to build those roots in our soul? Do we take time to think about it, to pray about it, to talk to Jesus about it, maybe to stop by a chapel and say, Jesus, I remember, you know, this point, and how does this apply to my life? We need to build that time in for, for silence more uh, in our lives if we want the truths of our faith to really impact us. So let, let's go practical here. What are, what are some ways that we can do this? And Beth and I wanted to just maybe share from our own experience and being moved in this Lenten season, what are some little things we can do uh, to build in more silence uh, in our hearts for those truths to take greater root? Um, and I know you were telling me about the car, like that's a big time. And I, I know I'm, I'm right there many times I'm, I'm driving and, uh, that's, that's a great time for me to make phone calls. And I Ted's can get, mobile office. <laughs> that's my old mobile office. Exactly. So I, I, I'm getting, you know, when I drive home, I, I can call my friends on the West coast cause I know they're still in the office or early in the morning when I'm driving in, I call some people on the East coast, things I need to get done. And Sometimes I just know I'm, I'm fit and, you know, these are all helpful and important conversations they need to have. But 
uh, as I've been driving on, on Mondays, I drive up to the focus office and they're, they're up in the, in the mountains in Genesee, Colorado. And just lately, I, I have not been calling my assistant on the drive in and uh, as often and, and kind of just trying to enjoy the beauty of the, the sunrise and the, the pink uh, that's reflected off the mountains at, at sunrise and driving through the mountains and just, just kind of taking that in, taking time to just notice nature and, and talk to the Lord. And, and, and that's been edifying in the last few weeks, I could say. Um, how about for you with the car, honey? What's been, what has been some of the things you've been doing? Well, we're at a point in our family life where we have several babysitters at home. So whenever I go somewhere, it's not like I have to load up everybody. I can zip there and zip back and not have anyone with me several times a day, which is kind of nice. It's a new, <laughs> new phase. But um, yeah, I've just found that I don't want to click the radio button, whether it's Catholic radio or classical music or talk radio or whatever it is. I've just been feeling like, no, I want to listen to God's radio. I want to hear what he has to tell me, especially if I'm coming out of the Adoration Chapel or maybe I just met with a friend and I want to think about what they were sharing with me or, you know, kind of just bring the Lord to what we talked about and and kind of... I don't know, just kind of mull it over. And that's one thing that it's, it still catches me. I get in the car and I still kind of want to go for that button, but yeah, not, not so much. Yeah. One thing I've often recommended uh, with my students over the years when I've taught, uh, there's a class I often teach called spiritual theology, where we're reading the writings of the saints, the wisdom of the Catholic tradition on the life of prayer and holiness and and, and, I, and I tell them, you know, if we really want to encounter the saints and the wisdom of our tradition, we need time to, to unplug. We need to be unplugged from all of the noise and distraction of our daily lives. So I always challenge them to a six-week media fast uh, that's pretty intense. And I say, you know, unplug as much as you can. Obviously, some of you need to use the Internet for work, so keep doing that. But uh, and, and I don't force this. I just say, but, but I challenge them to do it. I tell them, you know, if you do this, you'll notice a great change in your life because I have had Dozens and dozens of dozens of young people tell me that after they did that radio, that media fast, uh, how much it impacted them. I, I'll meet people when I'm out speaking uh, that I taught 15 years ago at Benedictine College. You'll say, Doctor, I remember that media fast, <laughs> you know, but to carve out that space where you, 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 you're in the car, you're used to putting on noise and just to be able to say, you know, what, I'm going to unplug for a bit. And a lot of them get off of social media too, which is a big deal. For oh, a huge, huge deal for them. And they, they'll they'll tell all their friends on social media, "I'm unplugging for Lent, or I'm plugging right. for the next six weeks because I'm taking this class." And uh, and you know, and some of them will come back, but they come back to the social media uh, a little less attached, which right. is a good, healthy thing. Bonus. Uh, I've had some say, "Wow, after being away for six weeks, I I, I don't miss it now." <laughs> you know, so uh, but whatever the case may be, to to find that time. To, to unplug. And I know one of the things uh, we can always get uh, distracted on, and, the, and that's our phones. You know, these, these devices that can help make life in many ways more efficient and easy to communicate with people, they can also be a huge distraction. They keep us from uh, from just being attentive to the Holy Spirit moving in our heart, prompting us and uh, attentive to God's presence, attentive to the other people in our life, because we're always looking down at our phones. And uh, I want to share a, f- a fun story, honey. I don't know if you, if Carl's told you this, but my, um, mm. my, my uh, fifth grade son, Carl, uh, he, he went to a birthday party uh, on Friday night. 
and his friend had a birthday party, and they were going to have a big birthday cake for for the party, of course. But Carl and our whole family, every Lent, we always give up sweets. And so he was thinking, oh, wow, how do I, what do I do? I'm giving up sweets, but I should join in the festivities. And so on his own initiative, he took, nice. he, he did another an alternative penance on that day. And it's kind of a funny penance. He, he gave up looking at his watch. You know, he's got this digital watch and it's just a simple Timex. simple digital watch but he loves this watch and and he kept it in his backpack all day at school and the whole afternoon he was home and he was telling me on the way to the birthday party how much it was so hard for him <laughs> he said dad i didn't realize how much i like yes. to look at my watch carl is very punctual <laughs> but he's always checking like how much right. you know how many more minutes until we get to school how many more minutes left of class how many more minutes left of recess and and he kept wanting to look at the watch and it was a huge Sacrifice for him is really hard. So funny. Um, but but think about that. This is just a simple digital watch. Imagine the kind of pull. Just picture the kind of gravitational pull most of us have with our phones that have so many more alluring, enticing uh, uh, gadgets on it. We want to check our email. We want to check the latest update, the news, the weather, sports scores, social media. Yes, you know. we have infinite power in our hands. <laughs> exactly. And so if, if, if my, my son is really tied to his, to his simple watch, let that be an examination of conscience for how tight are we to our phones. And maybe this Lent, that's something we can try to do is to be a little more unplugged from our phones. Uh, you know, one thing I know many people try to do, and it's something I'm, I'm, I'm working on myself, is even just do I, do I really need to look at my phone after we put the kids down? Uh, you know, if I have to get online, if I really, really need to do something, I'll, I'll pull out my computer. But then you have to work for that. Whereas by just having it in your pocket and you just quickly look, it, it's just a distraction. There's less time I'll, I'll be spending with you, honey. You know, if right, I'm looking at my right. phone, less time I'm thinking about the kids. But just that time, especially before going to bed, to be able to fill your mind more with the thoughts of God and, and recognizing his presence as opposed to some little screen in your pocket. <laughs> well, I noticed a couple months ago when I had my little, the mommy enjoyed the stillness moment, I actually put an app on my phone that would tell me how many times I checked in a given 24-hour period. It was called Checky. It's a free app. There's a bunch of them out there, but it made not checking my phone like almost like a game, you know, like, Ooh, I only checked it seven times today. That was awesome. You know, or, uh Oh, I'm over 20. That's not so cool. You know? Um, and I would actually weigh, like, do I really want to open up my phone right now? Or the kids would come to me, mom, can I check your phone? I'm like, no, that's not worth a check to me. You know, just you doing whatever, go use a computer, you know? But, um, I, I, I don't know. It really made me a little more detached from, just hopping on because I was bored or hopping on because I felt like I needed something or helping on because I wanted that kind of, you know, oh, there's a new message. I better open it up. That kind of pleasurable feeling is more like, no, I'm just going to let it, I'm let it be. Yeah. Create that space. Mother Teresa has a beautiful line. She talks about how all things, I'm going to paraphrase this quote, but she says, all beautiful things grow in silence. You know, whether it's, you know, a, a tree, a beautiful flower, a beautiful plant. A baby in utero. A, a baby in utero. You get the guys, oh, yeah, they, they grow in silence. And if we want Jesus to grow in us, his life to, to, to really take off in our soul, uh, we want to build that time for silence so we could rest with him. We could be with him and be attentive to him. Um, 
You know, I remember, honey, there's another thing related to our phones that we often do that just to fill space, right? Right. I, I remember you were telling me about the, the, what happened when we went out for Mexican food. Yeah, this was just a few weeks ago. Um, it was a rough day. And so we went to this restaurant and Ted said, do you want a margarita? And I'm like, of course. So we were sitting near the bar, but not at the bar. So he goes to the bar to get our drinks and I'm just sitting there kind of staring out at the rest of the folks in the bar area. And I'm just looking, you know, noticing the decor and the lighting and the people and the wait staff. And, and then I think some folks at a table across the way saw this random lady just kind of looking around, which is kind of unusual, right? <laughs> so the entire table stops and looks at me. Uh, and so I just, I just kind of kept looking in other ways but the temptation was well I should look important like I have something I need to be doing so I could take out my phone but then I thought no I'm not doing anything wrong I'm just sitting here and this is fine and I'm just being real so I just sat there you're being a human being I I know who sits at a restaurant and And doesn't have at least a book out I I wish I had a book most people have their phones out right and I wonder part of that is just I'm sitting here alone. I have to, I just feel like I have to fill the time. Right. So I've got to pull my phone out to go look at something. <laughs> look well, at also, did the phone or like we, we, I don't know if we mentioned it, um, but the earbuds, like when you're exercising, you have earbuds in to fill the time, to fill the space. It almost sends a message. If you're looking at your phone, if you're doing something with the earbuds of I'm not available, don't, don't interrupt. I'm doing something. You're not. You know what I mean? You're not as important as this thing that's in my ear, in my hands. Mm -hmm. But if we get away from that, I know then I'm more apt to approach someone when I'm doing a race who does not have earbuds in and cheer them on just because they're available to hear. They're available to listen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, silence is beautiful for being attentive to God, but it's also helping us to be connected more with the people right around us. Yes. Um, but we run away from this, don't we? You know, I think totally. a lot of people feel uncomfortable, like in those in-between moments that God gives us where we could just have time in silence to hear his voice more, uh, to notice what's happening around us more. We, we, all, we automatically feel like we have to fill it. Why, why do we run away from this? I think there's a lot of reasons. I would say some of the top two are just escapism. You know, life is hard. I can't handle this. Just give me something that's somewhat pleasurable right now, please. Or just, I don't want to think about my life right now. Things are too hard. I just, I just want to numb those feelings. I want to numb those sensations. I want to numb those problems and just, I don't know, have something, some happy time, something that I think is going to fill me, which may not entirely fill me more often than not. It's really hard to take time alone with yeah. just your own thoughts, mm-hmm. with just you, you alone, you and God. Uh, you know, this is why I think many people run away from quiet silence in prayer. You know, there's a lot of Christians that will run toward saying prayers and doing devotions and right. different things. And I've talked about that in previous podcasts, but, uh, you know, like we, we, we like doing things. I feel like I got it done, but it's also, it's just easy. I can check it off, but to sit down in silence before the blessed sacrament, in an adoration chapel, or even in, whether it's in my office or in my own home, but to just sit still and quiet with God, that's scary for most people. <laughs> it can be scary. And, and you're agitated. You just got to feel like I got to be doing something. And and part of it is I think we feel like we're just not good at this. Like after five, 10 minutes, I'm, my mind's wandering. I don't know what to do. I'm falling asleep. And 
and I feel inadequate. I feel like I'm just not good at this prayer thing. Um, but but that's where Jesus wants to meet us, right? There's that quote, uh, and this is when, when Beth and I are actually talking about what we wanted to talk about today. You brought up this quote uh, from the Old Testament, be still and know that I am God. That's what Jesus wants. He wants us to be still so that we can know him, that we can encounter him at a deeper level. And we, we come to know ourselves better. You know, when we're constantly filling ourselves up with activity and distraction and noise, we, we never have time just to settle and get to know what's really happening on the inside of our souls. And that's really where God wants to meet us. Well, that's where, I like I said before, he'll connect the dots for you. You know, maybe you were reading something or praying about something and you're like, I've had this happen before where I'm, I'm literally standing at my stove making dinner and all of a sudden I have a thought which relates to another thought which related to something I was praying about and all of a sudden, oh, here's a really awesome idea. I had never thought of this before or here's a new way of looking at my past or here's something I could do for one of my children. You know, things that I really don't think would have come to fruition in my psyche, in my soul, if I hadn't had that space for it to kind of germinate and be presented to my consciousness. Yeah. When we take that time of silence, God can do great things with it. Those seeds of truth yeah, can, true. can take deeper root and he can uh, apply them and make them grow and bear fruit in our lives and in the people around us. So, honey, if people want to get in touch with you, how do, how do they find you? I'm on Twitter at Mrs. Beth Sree and Instagram, also Mrs. Beth Sree and Facebook, just Beth Sree. And my website is borntodothis.org. Well, we're grateful that you could be with us. I'm grateful you're back on your feet and, yeah. and that I don't have to be Mr. Mom. I, I, I admire and honor not only what you do, but many of the uh, the moms out there, especially those that are the stay-at-home moms pouring their life into their children. God bless you. I, 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 I've always appreciated you, but after this last week, I, I just bow down in, in humble awe <laughs> over all that yeah, you all do. Yeah, we are kind of irreplaceable. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, my friends, I want to also just say thank you really quick to all those who've been writing reviews of this podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you so much for doing that. If you haven't had a chance to do that, uh, please write a review. If you've enjoyed this podcast and share it with others and subscribe. And if you have any questions, I'm going to be doing a Q&A episode coming up later this spring. And I'm taking questions. And thank you for all those that have been sending them. You can send any question about the Catholic faith or not just the topics of the show, but anything you want, send it to me on my website, edwardsri.com. And you can also reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter. God bless. Mm-hmm.